Hey, Adam. What's up? What do you like better, vertical or horizontal? I prefer lateral. Ooh, you're entering the third dimension. I'm Adam Manis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear It podcast. Two charming guys giving you some daily jazz advice coming at you. Let's not oversell it. Well, now that we're back together with the pod, in, in the pod cave, yeah. on the podcast, I'm feeling good. Dude, I can't see you at all. Andrew, are we getting a new microphone or what? This is crazy. <laughs> yeah, speaking of vertical, you've got quite a vertical. What's up with that? I don't like it. No. It's a great sounding mic, but it's it's not a great podcasting mic, I well, think. But, you know, I'll, I'll deal. We'll have the, uh, the Sure Black back soon, right? Uh, hey, so exciting news. I heard. Yeah, we have a new sponsor at the You'll Hear It podcast. I'm very excited about this. It's uh, it's something that we use every day. Every day. Yeah. Er day, as we say in St. Louis. And it's something that helps us uh, present our lessons, something that's helped me learn uh, about jazz by by uh, helping me transcribe, and it's called Sound Slice. And if you haven't heard of Sound Slice, you can go to soundslice.com right now and check it out. Yeah. Um, it's pretty awesome. And I think actually there might be a, uh, eventually our own page on SoundSlice yeah. that people can check out. Yeah. Um, but so if you haven't seen SoundSlice before, we use it on, on almost all of our courses. Yes. I mean, a, a lot of our courses now use SoundSlice to, uh, to show the notation. We transcribe a lot of our lessons and then we, we put the video in SoundSlice. And as you're watching the video, a notation of the transcription uh, actually follows along in the video so you're seeing what the player is playing as they're playing it yeah and then you can navigate within the notation you could see exactly what's going on you could slow it down without losing pitch you can loop things just by clicking and dragging it's beautiful no it's amazing it's i mean it's next level for exactly what we're trying to do with open studio and and you know we're making it sound way more complicated than it is uh, you just have to go there. Go to soundslice.com or yeah. openstudionetwork.com and see it in action because it's exactly, you have the notation and you have the video and they always stay together. Audio, video, and notation. That's and right. it seems like it would be crazy and everything, but it's just beautifully laid out. And, you know, Adrian and his team there are just geniuses. They're musicians yeah. and they're, they're coders as well. But they um, they come from this place of, you know, the concept of a transcription can never communicate all the, the the subtleties of music and everything, and just like we deal with uh, uh, transcribing, you know, and uh, the notation. But when you link it up with video and audio, it gives you everything that you need to to be able to, you know, check out behind the scenes, learn what you want to do. And they have a great community. You're hip to their community over there. I am hip to their community. Yep. Yeah, we're so happy to have Sounds Less on board. It's a perfect fit. We've been using them for years. Yeah. It's so awesome. And actually, we'll put a link. Andrew, put a link in the description. We're going to transcribe Emotion in Motion, which is the theme, the opening theme to this podcast. That's like the You'll Hear It theme song. It's the You'll the... Hear It theme song. Go follow that link, and you can see the Sound Slice, the transcription, following this video yeah. of the intro of Emotion in Motion. Very cool. And uh, thanks to everybody over there. Yeah. Uh, okay, so today we have a speak pipe. Want to hear it? Here it goes. Hi, Peter and Adam. Um, I'm a huge fan, binge watcher of your YouTube stuff and your all your um, um, podcasts and also um, I'm wondering if you could answer some of my questions about tunes with really vertical harmony like a, a 26-2, a Giant Steps, or a Countdown. Um, and maybe address the particular issues that a piano player might have in working through these tunes. Um, and uh, 
So, yeah, I mean, one of the problems I have, or I don't know, one of the issues I find is that I can, I don't really play through the tune the same way I do a, um, you know, like a Bye Bye Blackbird or a very standard tune that has, <clears throat> excuse me, that has um, um, harmony that you can sort of alter easily and kind of even avoid at times to, you know, for the bigger picture. Um, in, in, in the case of like a giant steps or whatever, I find it hard to like find that sort of underlying, uh, underlying thing that you could, you know, access to kind of make it easier to go through the tune and maybe even just do things that are a little more creative than just sort of carving through the changes all the time. So, um, yeah, I'm hoping that you could answer this, uh, for me and, uh, that would be just awesome. Cool. Great question, Paul. Yeah. Thanks, Paul. Yeah. We are going to, not only are we going to answer this, we're going to answer all your prayers and your dreams and your aspirations <laughs> about vertical harmony today. How about that? We're going next level. Okay, so we're not overselling. <laughs> it's, it's like overselling Wednesday here. I like it. It really right? is. Yeah. No, I actually, so I've worked quite a bit on both Giant Steps and Countdown. I've done 26-2 sporadically throughout my career, but it's not something that I pull out my own gigs, you know? It's not one of your jams. It's not one of my jams. I do love it. I love listening to Train play on it for sure. Um but I've developed some strategies. I know you're you're great at, at giant steps. Um, so, how do you approach tunes like this? Well, you know, actually, there, there's a couple of things we can talk about. But uh, Paul, in his question, I think it kind of got me to think just as I was hearing it of, of of one important thing. He was talking about something that maybe he was missing underlying theme or thing that would help him navigate, you know, the the, the chords as a progression as opposed to just you know, vertical stagnant kind of things that we play over, which you don't really sit on long enough to get comfortable with. Yeah. And, you know, the thing that break that jumps out to me is two things. Well, it's, it's really the same thing is the melody. Mm -hmm. And we would think about, you know, obviously that's the melody. And, um, but the other part of the melody, what, what I think of it as a melody is the, is the root movement. Yep. So, if you learn both and you know same thing for count if we if we look think about that as the horizontal kind of underpinnings of the vertical harmony i think that's our gateway and entry point to being under being able to understand it over a longer kind of phrase so we get out of that stuck just playing over each chord you know if we really think about the flow of the melody and then further to that probably is let's see oh man this keyboard is whack <laughs> um, like really being able to hear. Whoa, I turned oh, it yeah. up and went down. Oh, there we go. The relationship, you know, of the static melodies the and the root movement was just as important as the regular melody, but also relationship of the intervals at any point. That's where the vertical comes back in. Yeah. And so this is a little esoteric what I'm saying, but basically if you practice these individually in time, out of time, and really learn them by, by phrase, mm -hmm. uh, that that becomes something that's kind of an underpinning that you can use as opposed to even thinking about the chords. Yeah, we're going to learn the chords and feel what that is, but this is going to be our guidepost. Like where you're referencing that melody and really hearing that bass line as, as sort of an entry point to each of the chords. Yeah, and, and I love that. And Paul, uh, I think there's some things you can do that I, I like to think about this, you know, speaking of this, uh, this idea is to simplify 
some of these things. Like he was talking about altering, you know, on a standard yeah, if it's yeah. in the same key. Yeah. Uh, the thing about tunes like this is you don't really have to do that. You know, the 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 nature of the tune itself is going to give you this angular sound, right? Like you yeah. don't need to put all flat 13 sharp nines on every dominant chord because it's it's and, and to that effect even so and you were talking about bass lines uh sometimes uh in the original recording i know pc would play down whole steps yeah you know it let down a whole tone scale instead of especially those first two phrases yeah right? instead of the the major root movements and i know some people put you know treat that as just like a, a dorian sound so they're not thinking about these big jumps simplifying how you think about it yeah can help so instead of b d7 g b flat 7 yeah, e flat don't be yeah you can think I, of my mind is is getting confused hearing all b, those chords a minor 7 g mm. f minor 7 e flat and that's one way to kind of simplify it and think more uh you I like know, that instead of these these huge leaps you can think of that um and then again you don't need to alter anything you don't need to no. think about altering what you do uh and then I mean, for me, man, I, if I'm having trouble hearing things on these things, which, which I still do sometimes, I do, I'll, I'll kind of spell out the harmony in my own way the first few times around, still trying to make it interesting and musical, but like you could think about two notes per like, do it, do it, do it, do it, do just whatever, two thirds or two intervals, it doesn't matter what it yeah. is, uh, per chord so that you're kind of getting this, this, um, this theme going, and I think that's an important part of tunes like this. Yeah, is being able to take a theme, even if it's a simple two-note theme, like do uh, from exactly around those changes. Oops. That's your first entree into this yeah. world of getting around, and then you can, you know, try then doing longer themes that sort of blend over the changes. Right. But kind of pattern, well, not necessarily pattern as a jazz pattern, but pattern in that you're taking, yeah. you know, like a third or or a second, then a third, and then diatonically fitting within what the chords are. A thematic theme. Thematic theme. A thematic theme. Wait. That's a, a thematic di- pattern. That's a double entendre. Yeah, a isn't theme it? <laughs> that's also thematic is yeah, yeah. Uh, double double positive. I was. It's so funny. We didn't talk about this, but I was going to say the exact same thing. And thirds. That's thirds, what I was yeah. thinking. And that's why having a good feel. Should I go a little lower here? Is that legal? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. If we go, um, if you've got that understanding of the root movement with the melody and then separate, like really from a structural standpoint, that's too low. Then the thirds. Ah, why do I keep messing that up? I don't have a good understanding of it, yeah, apparently. Man. Yay, if you don't know how to not do it, how are you going to learn to do it? That's right, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And really, I, I only did one little alteration, and that was actually by accident. So yeah. that's, you know, to your point about not needing to alter things. I mean, There's look, no train to, solo. I mean, you can do it. Yeah, train solo, he doesn't really. Yeah, actually, everything is. I mean, a little flat. Not, so, yeah. Once you get into it, you can certainly start doing that. But yep. there's no need to go at it from that same perspective you would do if you were playing, you know, Our Love is Here to Stay or something where you can really mess with little movements or whatever. It's The movements are the changes themselves. Yeah. Another thing um, you can maybe practice is some slow scale running, yep. you know, where you're you're changing the scale mid at, and continuing to go and continuing to go. And 
look, none of these things on their own make for great music, right? Like, Especially it, not on the KeyStation 49 MK3. Big but, shout out to M-Audio. <laughs> but you do need to kind of change the way you think about uh, playing to play these kinds of tunes. I yep. mean, it's a, it's a meme now, the Tommy Flanagan solo on this, right? right. E- even though he, I think for reading it, basically, he killed it. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, really, it's yep. hard if no one's ever th- saw that before. But he was thinking about music up until that point in a completely different way. We all, Everybody was. I almost yep. said we all were, like I was alive in 1959. <laughs> Look good, man. Yeah, thanks. But, uh, Benjamin Button. But you have to kind of shift into this section of your brain that maybe is not the same as playing a great American songbook standard that's just one, in one or two keys that moves very logically. Like a bye-bye blackbird, like you said. <laughs> right, exactly. Something where there's like a lot of five, one cadence that's in the same key. You know. Well, I think a fun thing, too, and like you could even take this third thing, and I, and I would recommend this pretty early on with the practice idea because you could kind of go... where you're really just sort of running through the intervals, running through the scales, but try to try to connect it with musical ideas as you're kind of learning it. You know, again, this is why it's good if you really know that root movement because it can get you out of that individual thing. But, you know, see, how was I going to do this? I mean, it's hard to make it me, but you try to kind of make it hip with some rhythms and stuff, just yeah. sticking to those thirds. You know, obviously it's going to be... Because then when you add in that little, and this is really the way Train soloed over this, a little bit of chromaticism. I, mean, I think he's like maybe the first time, which is really just a bebop scale. Yeah. And when you, you know, this tune, you got to remember half the tune is just two five ones. Right. There, and, and yeah, they're going in a little bit of an unexpected sequence, but that definitely gives you more time to kind of, you know, Continue to play melodically, hopefully. You don't want to change up, play play the first half different than the second half. Yeah, and, you know, that's that's true. Uh, this is I, Tunes like this, especially Countdown, this is a good opportunity uh, to, uh, Paul, to really work on something that we talk about a, a little bit on here, which is getting your chord voicings together in your right hand. This mm-hmm. is when having, like, broken chord voicings together comes in super handy. Like, I mean, it's even in that train solo. Yeah. is really like a, a little, could be a voicing on the piano, you know? So. I uh, wonder, like, it almost seems like he, I'm sure he sat down and was like working this out he, with some, some of those same voicings and then he just put to. it right there. Yeah. Yeah. But like combining a scale, but on the piano at least, so great to, you know, if you're on Countdown or, or Giant Steps, especially the first part of Giant Steps, to, here, I'll. Should I throw it? No, I can throw yeah, it over yeah. to no, you, man. Weren't we going to do a turntable here at one time? Wicka chicka, wicka chicka, giant steps. So, like, something like if on in Countdown. Uh, that kind of idea of. Uh, yeah. Where you're doing like part part of a scale and then you do a broken chord, right? So yeah. uh those yep. this tune like lends itself and this style of play lends itself to that so well. Like breaking the scale, your scale run up. I'll do it slower so I can actually do it. Yeah. 
mean, it's something we do all the time, but having these broken chords, four note voicings, because they line up yeah. symmetrically, really come in handy on something like this. Oh, that's great. And in all kinds of ways, Paul, like so up, down, up and down, mixing it up. Mix in your scale practice with your arpeggio practice. That kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, because I think that's where the uh, a lot of times the uh, the the magic of uh, of this type of playing. <laughs> well, it's funny. I, I, this is one of those terms I didn't even really know what it meant. Even today, I was kind of like, oh, I'll just figure it out as you're describing it in the question. Vertical. I never really heard that term. I don't really know what it means <laughs> either. Yeah. Oh, well, maybe yeah. he's asking about something else. You know? I, I heard him say giant stuff. Yeah, exactly. Twenty six two. Yeah, I know that. Is that <laughs> no, vertical? But th this concept of like how you actually combine the arpeggios, the intervallic playing, and the scales. Like, that's where the magic of it right. comes in. And that's going to lead, well, at the end, we're going to have our ultimate tip on this, which yeah. will really pull that together. I don't want to give it away, but that's coming. All right, right before the ultimate tip, though, yeah. uh, we'll get into that in a minute. One last thing for me on this, and we've talked about this when asked about tunes with weird changes, is also you can work on finding the common tones between those weird jumps. There's always something. Right. Um, so find something that you can lean on. Because ultimately, we want to make music out of this, which means we want to make melodies ideally out of this yeah so you can't just do scales on arpeggios the whole time i mean you could but you'd sound like a jerk right. you <laughs> need to be able to create some kind of melodic content and so working on that with knowing what intervals you have to choose from between those two chords in different uh keys can be a very effective way of getting there yeah and i wonder even if like kind of well i guess that's not common tones but it's close by at least yeah you know like neighboring to Knowing what's different, just being aware, yeah, just understanding exactly. what your options are. You know, yeah, that's how it. you find them. Cool. Well, awesome. Nailed another one. Yeah. High five on that. <laughs> Bam. Uh, shout out to SoundSlice, our new sponsor of the podcast. Again, follow our link here to go to SoundSlice.com and check out the transcribed SoundSlice version of our theme, Peter Martin's Emotion in Motion. Pete, thanks for letting us borrow your Licensing tune. Licensing it. I, I give a little self-license yeah. there. Yeah, and I, I would just say also check out um, the SoundSlice community. You can see it right there. It's really cool because it's a lot of... Uh, you know, new licks and exercises and musical ideas. I go on there and see some great uh, uh, guitars. It's, it's not, would you say, I wouldn't say, it used to be more guitar heavy. There's a lot of great guitars, a lot of great piano, all different instruments. But there's some really cool, it'll be like someone will transcribe um, like a Pat Martino line or something. Mm. And the oil, I have a video, just like one little short line. I think they call them uh, slices on there. They do, do call know that? them slices. And yeah. little licks, little slices. And it just can give you a little inspiration. <laughs> and you can actually see what's being played. I mean, if you're a guitarist, they show the fretboard view, the keyboard view and stuff. It's all there. And super organic the way it's it's built in. So big fan of Sound Slice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, what's our ultimate tip? Well, we got, before we even get to the ultimate tip, we're really going to build this up. We got a couple other things. We've got, we're bringing back, you might not even know this, my friend, because you've been gone. No, I've been gone. I was going to say, I was gone. here the whole time. <laughs> we're bringing back the You'll Hear It discount. You know why? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because why? we love our listeners. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mama, Mom and Dad, I love you. Uh -huh. uh, so what that is, is a $77 discount off of Open Studios All Access Pass, which is everything we make. Why is it $77? Because we love the sevens. We went through all the sevens. We do the list of sevens. We That's have seven right. star reviews. So why isn't it $7 off? Why are you making us go broke here, buddy? 
because we want to save our folks money here. Well, why is it not $777 then? <laughs> Go to openstudio.com, uh, put the all-access pass in the cart, and then enter the, the offer code in the offer code field. You'll hear it. One word, no apostrophe. You'll right. hear it. You'll hear it. And that's 77 off the AAP yearly, which is already our best deal. I mean, it's like 20 bucks a month. So this is even going to be less than that when you get that discount. It gives you access to yeah. every course we have, every course that's coming up. Uh, we had a bunch of folks the last time we did this signed up and enjoyed it. So we're bringing it back. Remember when we launched? This week only. This week only. Remember yeah. we launched AAP? We were like, is anybody going to like this? And I it's know. Like, everybody wants it now. Oh, yeah, it's great. People love it. People yeah. love it. Okay. Um, so what's the ultimate tip? Oh, I'm doing the ultimate tip because yeah, you don't say. know what it is. <laughs> uh, I don't remember what it is. Oh, no, I do remember. Uh, the ultimate tip. Oh. Transcribe. What? Transcribe souls. This is back to the vertical um, uh, playing because this is the way that you're going to develop your ears. And you're probably thinking, oh, yeah, I've already transcribed or that we already talked about that. Yeah, we did talk about it. But the idea is that it's transcription, remember, is the journey. It's not the destination. Absolutely. You know, now there's something nice at the destination, which is being able to play John Coltrane solo on Countdown or whatever. Yeah. But it's the journey that you're really going to learn. So um, I want everyone really thinking about that as a sort of foundation for their, their shedding, no matter what your instrument is. And you can learn anybody's solo, anything that you like over whatever you consider to be vertical changes, uh, for vertical playing. Um, but, but remember that the journey is when you're acclimating and training your ears to be able to develop to the point where you can start to hear this stuff that we've been talking about. Because this is all stuff to practice, whatever, but ultimately you have to be able to hear it, which is why we call this podcast. You'll hear it. But wait, there's more. Okay. We're going out today on a listener tune. This is Overdue Library Book by Luke Thiering. And now, really, uh, you'll hear it. Yeah. Yeah.